The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, Nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I'm just going to pause right there for a quick moment because I think we could all use that feeling of totality in our life right now to know that every everything that's happening, everything that we're feeling right now is okay. We're still safe. We're still safe. It's part of the total picture. And we are a puzzle piece in the total picture. So we can go ahead and pat ourselves on the back for showing up today, for being, honor ourselves for being in our truth today, whatever that feels like, whatever that feels like. Everyday peace is about really embracing the moment. So just wanted to put that in there. And because you are totally, totally, totally worthy, worthy of a life of peace every day. You deserve everyday peace. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest um, here to, with us today. And I just want to say, setting the whole mood for this for our fabulous guest today, as I do what I always do a week before we go live with our guests. I start talking the topic everywhere with just anyone who will stop and give me an ear. And today we're talking about how to how to use the adversities that show up in our life, how to use those adversities to create the life of our dreams. And you know, that's that's the foundational principle under which I started Everyday Peace. I truly do believe that things show up in our life, the good, the bad, and the in-between. And they show up for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve us as we consciously create the life of our dreams, or I'd like to say our next level of greatness, whatever that looks like to you, you get to decide and define that. But this is very interesting and unique time of um, season of life, at least for me, is my first pandemic, real pandemic that's global, uh, that has had this impact. You know, I can think of some other things that have happened. I've been a pharmacist for 30 years, and I can think of some other things that have happened in healthcare that have really been scary on a global level. But this is different. This really has everyone's attention, and I think it's the great equalizer, rich, poor, young, old, all ethnicities. We're all in this together, and 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 so it creates this sense of humanity and hopefully empathy, but it has also created a large amount of fear. And we're gonna be dealing with money, fear, life, goals, and ultimately happiness today. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce to you our guest today, Nicole Jansen. She has been empowering 
entrepreneurs for over 30 years. Her vast experience in business, leadership, and human behavior, along with overcoming adversity in her own life, has uniquely equipped her to bring out the best in others. She is the founder of Discover the Edge and the Leaders of Transformation podcast, reaching listeners in over 140 countries. Welcome to the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. Nicole, we are so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you, Dr. Dravan. I'm excited to be here. And this topic is so near and dear to my heart. So thank you for asking me to be here and share about it. Oh, yes. You know, it's it's near and dear to my heart, too. But I, I just want to share an experience that I had before I jump into um, just we got a lot to talk about. But how serious this topic is, I, as I mentioned in the intro, I talked the topic for the whole week. Anyone who will listen and a woman that I was speaking to. Uh, over the weekend, I spoke to about the topic and about, you know, who, what the pandemic had, how she thought it would impact her financial future. And she mentioned that she, as she was starting to cry, had been out of work for some time and was fearful that her job is not coming back, had thought prior to the pandemic about opening her own business, but there isn't money for that now, as she mentioned, for frivolous dreams uh, when she's struggling to keep the house um, payments made and the utilities on and things of that nature. And she just mentioned that she really felt stuck. She felt as though um, the idea of starting a business, she was too afraid to move on that because that, you know, scrolling away every penny. And um, the idea of trying, trying to find a job in this environment has been a bit um, daunting as well. And I really encouraged her, and I hope she is amongst our listeners today, to be here today because I know that one of the things that you specialize in is turning adversity, showing us how to use adversity as what I call a stepping stone to our next level of greatness. So I am so honored to have you here and, to, um, to, and for you to serve in this manner because this is really a topic that is impacting the lives of everyone, not just in our country, but across the world. So let's start at the very beginning. You tell us just a little bit about what you do, why you do it. And, you know, I guess first, what, what brought you to this? You've been in business for, for over 30 years for yourself. And what brought you to this place where you are wanting to give back in such a way to humanity? Yeah, great question. Well, you know, I think my life, if there was one thing that I could sum it up as is adversity, is going from adversity to adversity and transforming each adversity into an opportunity. And um, I mean, it's, you know, my life started out pretty, pretty easy, pretty straightforward. And then, uh, you know, through a series of events, um, I watched my parents struggle and that how that impacted our family. And then later on in my own business, uh, you know, building a successful business and then having it fall apart, having my health fall apart, you know, my whole body was just literally shutting down from the impact of um, of everything that had, had culminated at that point. And then how do I, how, you know, at that point wondering, like, how do I, how do I come out of this? And so what I do is I coach entrepreneurs. I've been coaching, yes, for you know, I'm, it was um, 
formally for about 15 years, informally for 30 years. And I kind of fell into it by accident because my parents were involved in a business which required them to support people, help them to launch businesses, encourage them through the challenges that they were facing and so forth. And so as I was helping out in their business and then later started my own business and doing that, it just kind of was like I just fell straight in, you know, went straight into it. And so, um, but at that point when I had, we had built a very, very successful business and it fell apart. And I, as I said, my health was failing. My relationships had failed. My finances, everything was a mess. And I sat there and I, I thought, well, how can I, how can I help? How can I use this and turn this for good? And so what I did is I extracted all the learning that I gained out of it. And I learned a lot on the way up. I learned even more on the way down and being in that valley. And, and, um, and then what I did is I took that and I said, you know what, it's not just enough for me to learn for myself and say, oh, wow, this is what I gained and this is what I can use in my life. But I wanted to share with others so that they could avoid going through the same pitfalls knowing that people were going to go through pitfalls, but hopefully not the same ones that I fell into and whatever they were going through that I would be able to help them to get through it quicker and to support them in that. And so that's where my coaching ultimately uh, came from. And it's kind of been an underpinning to my coaching, which is strengths-based coaching. But underneath that, we deal with beliefs, we deal with mindset, we have to deal, you know, all of the things, like you talked about the, the lady that you were speaking to, you know, people have big dreams and goals for their life and what they want to create. And so they hire a coach to, you know, maybe do that, to launch something new or to grow something that they have never, you know, that, that maybe they've gotten to a ceiling uh, of success and they want to take it to that next level. But in the conversation of doing that, all of what's inside comes out. And so we've got to deal with that and the struggles and the fears and all of that um, that shows up. And so that's what we deal with. And, and it's been such an honor. And, and uh, I'll, I'll say this is that I kind of joke with God because, you know, I, as I've gone through so many different experiences, I go, you know, I know that I learned through my painful experiences, but sometimes I wish God wouldn't trust me so much with so many painful experiences to learn from. Like, could I not just read it in a book somewhere? <laughs> but apparently I'm meant to, I'm meant to learn uh, firsthand so that I can help others walk through that process themselves. Oh, I love that. I love that. You, you said so much, but I know I've often said to God too, I said, I bet you, I bet you, and I've said it a different way. I said, you're not giving me enough credit for being a learner by watching other people's experiences, right? You're, you're not giving me enough credit because I bet you I can learn this by watching it. It does not necessarily happen to have to happen to me. But anyway, uh, the universe knows better because it has happened. But I love what you said here. And I, I want to spend a moment here because I know that there are people that we could help today. At least that is my goal. And I know it is yours um, to really sit tall inside of themselves and, and anchor to something. You said that you had a failed relationship, failed health, failing health, and a failed business. That washed over me and just stopped for a moment because 
I, I teach in my coaching classes uh, what I call the big three, health, wealth, and relationship. And there you are, all the, the big three, health, wealth, and relationship are impacted in a way that looks like, well, this is going to be the end of me. I can only imagine during that time the feeling of anxiety and dread that must have at some point uh, visited with you. How how how... How is it that you are able to say, okay, you know, because I myself have been here and I'm so, I want to share this with our listening audience that it may be a place that you find yourself even now and there, and yet I tell you that there is hope. How, when you're sitting there, my health, my wealth, and my relationship, Lord, what do I anchor to? How do I even start to rebuild it? I got fear, I got anxiety, and I got physical proof that I should be scared and that I should be anxious. Look what's happening. How do you then say, but um, but yet and still, what happens? What, what What's the thought process? What do the beliefs have to be in order to stand up and say, I, I'm moving towards something? Well, there's there's a process that you go through and the process that I went through. And the first stage is oftentimes denial. So we deny that it's happening. We don't want to look at it, right? We pretend like everything's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And I'm just going to keep pushing through, or I'm going to ignore the signs, you know? And there's a point though, where we can't deny it anymore. It's happening. And the second stage often is blame. So then we blame others. I blamed, I mean, I blamed everybody. I blamed God. I blamed the people that I was in relationship with. I blamed, I blamed everybody I could blame looking around uh, for, and I laugh about it, but at the time it was really, it was looking for someone to point to, to say, this is why this happened to me. The third stage for me was justification. And the justification was, well, you know, because sometimes, you know, people would be well-meaning and they'd be like, well, so, you know, you can, you got this, you move on and, and you're going to be fine. And, and I would say things like, well, if you understood what I had been through, if you understand where I'm at, you would, you know, you wouldn't say that, or you don't understand. Nobody understands me. And there was a point where I realized that the denial, the blame, and the justification wasn't going to get me anywhere. And so I had to take a look in the mirror and say, okay, Nicole, this is what is, you know. And so the first step was for me to acknowledge to acknowledge the situation, to acknowledge what I was going through, to acknowledge what the doctors were saying and what what was actually happening, and to not try to outrun it or try to sugarcoat it or blame someone else for it and push the, the responsibility to someone else. Because when I did that, what would happen is, is that I actually took myself out of the driver's seat to be able to make any impact on it. So I had to, I had to, I come from a family that is all around automotive and my, my father uh, owned garage businesses and my brother and 
ex-husband, the next boyfriend, everybody's is like everybody's in the garage. So the analogy I'll use is in that driver's seat. I have to slide back over into the driver's seat and say, okay, Nicole, this is your life. What are you going to do? This is what's happened. Acknowledge it. And with love, honor it and honor myself for where, how I was feeling. It's not just about being on task and saying, okay, how do we do something about this? But first of all, recognize the being, how I was feeling. Recognize my feelings were valid. My fears were valid, you know, and the reality of where I was at, it, it, that was the reality. And then it was the, okay, so now what? What are we going to do about it? And so that helped me to shift my mindset to ask myself different questions rather than asking myself, why me, but to say, now what? And so that helped me to start looking and changing my focus. Tony Robbins um, talks about the triad. If you want to change the way you experience life, you change or in a particular situation, you change your words, you change your focus, and you change your state. And your state is your, phys- your physical state, your physiology. You get up, you move around, it shifts your state. And there's also spiritual and emotional states. So the easiest one to change is the physiology. Changing my focus, though, was to change my focus from blaming or pretending that it wasn't happening to actually acknowledging it and to look at what can I do, how, what am I learning from it, and what, how can I move forward? So that's the now what. And my words rather than asking myself, like I said, the questions like, why me? Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Was to ask myself, how can I? What can I do with this? What am I learning from this? How, how can I use this and turn this into something good? And that was how I, you know, got through it. And certainly with supportive people around me at that point, my parents have both passed away now, but my mother was uh, a great support. My book, actually, both my parents were a great support to me um, in encouraging me. And um, but there was a point where even they were struggling because we were in business together at one point, and we had all, you know, lost everything, and so financially, and so they were struggling through their own things. And so um, I had to look within myself. There wasn't anyone who was going to quote unquote come to rescue me. It was about finding that, that, that perseverance and that reservoir inside. And this comes down to an issue of identity. What, what do we hold our identity, identity to? Most people hold uh, and derive their identity by who, what they do, how much they have in their bank account, how they look like, and how many friends they have, how many people follow them on Facebook or you know, social. But when, you, when your identity is derived from anything external, then you're bound to be disappointed because the world's going to disappoint you. Things are going to happen. And so what it caused me to do is to derive my identity from within and from my relationship with God and God who lives within me and say, who do you say that I am? How do you uh, – how do you – you know, recommend that I get through this, right? So I'm like, oh, God, what do we do now? 
why do we use this? And so it became a conversation with myself and it became a conversation with God to really dig into the lesson so that I could build on it so that my setback wasn't a stumbling block, but was a stone for better things. You have, um, my goodness gracious, we're talking about using adversity to get to your next level of greatness. And that's, you know, Drayvon ease. That's how I say things. But we're we're really talking about everything. And we're, and we're talking about your money. We're talking about your career. We're talking about your job success. We're talking about your business success. But what I hear and what I what I believe that you're saying and what I, what's coming across to me is that all of these external great things are born out of an internal healthy environment, if you will. It has to be properly fertilized. And you've got to really be able to, there was this phrase I used to use when my children were really small. And I decided that, no, we were not going to do pacifiers. And, you know, for a number of reasons, but I told myself that we're going to learn to self-soothe. And uh, I think some of that could, that's a lesson I had to learn in life too. When there's nobody around to comfort you, as sometimes in life, it does appear to be that way. I say appear to be because there's probably somebody we're just overlooking. But we've got to learn how to do exactly what you talked about. Um, who are we attaching our identity to? Right? Because if we attach, and I love that you said this so plainly, if we are identifying externally by what I look like, how much I weigh, you know, where I work, what I drive, where I live, how much money I have in the bank, how many friends I have, smiled at me today even if any of that stuff you're we're heading towards disappointment we're heading towards disappointment so i love that you talk about how you were able to attach your identity to your relationship with a higher power we're talking we're calling it god today but for our listening audience feel free to put whatever name that makes you that resonates with you in your universal power source holy spirit what have you, but attaching to something internally, my goodness, is amazing. So I really love that. And thank you so much for sharing about, you know, this process of denial, blame, and justification, right? I say that justification is arguing for my limitations. Who has not done that, right? We, we get in the place and we say, you know what? But if you only knew what happened to me or how bad my situation is, you wouldn't believe I could make it. I need someone to partner with me and believe that I can't make it. And thank goodness people don't do that. They say, no, you can make it. You know, you just need to keep trying. You need to keep doing this. So business breakthrough. As a business breakthrough coach, how important is it that your clients or that you work with your clients to, to help strengthen their beliefs and their mindset? How important is that as far as being able to get to a breakthrough in your business? Oh, it's absolutely essential, and that's where we start. People come to me and they say, I want to grow my business or I want to launch a business. Um, there's an outcome that they're looking for, and that's the, if you will, that's the having that they're looking for, whatever that looks like, okay? Now, in order to have what it is that you desire to have in life, then there are certain things that you need to do. You build a business, you go to school, you get an education, you get a, get a job, career, build a relationship, work on your health, whatever it is. 
That's the doing part. So having does come from doing. But what most people do is they focus on the doing part alone and forget the being part. And I love what you said there about, you know, the the internal, right, and having that, um, I don't know how you said it, but it was very eloquent, by the way. I loved it. Um, with the With the internal, having that uh, internal reservoir and that relationship within, well, so the being is our mindset. And our mindset is made up of our beliefs. It's also our personality. It's our human needs and so forth, but it's our beliefs. And so when someone says, I want to create a breakthrough in my life, the first thing we need to do is we need to, rather than looking up at the fruits of the tree, I use the analogy of a tree and say the, the fruits of the tree are all the things that you, you, know, you, you want to have. And the doing part is, the, let's say, the trunk of the tree. You've got to look at the roots. What are the roots? And our roots, we mentioned about justification. If you have a root that where you're justifying your limitations, no amount of strategy, no amount of technique is going to help you unless you pull out that root and change the beliefs that you have about yourself. And so I had to change the beliefs that I had about myself in order in my, I had to change my inner world in order for my outer world to be transformed. So the beliefs that we have about ourselves, the beliefs that we have about others, and the beliefs that we have about the world around us is where we start because that determines, that is like our, our life concept. That is, the, that is the container in which, like the, if we're talking about a tree, it's like the, the size of the, the planter, the pot that, that you have this tree in. If it's a small pot, that tree is only going to grow as large as the container allows for it. And so you need to expand the container so that it will allow the tree to grow and be more uh, fruitful. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And I know we're getting ready to go into a break, but I just want to kind of set us up for me come back. We're now, we're talking about your external success, so I want you to get excited, everybody. We're talking about the dream home, the luxury car. We're talking about the successful business and the surface worldwide, but it starts internally. We're going to talk about pulling up those roots when we come back with our guest, Nicole Jansen. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is Everyday Peace. You are an everyday peacemaker, and we are enjoying and learning from our fabulous guest today, Nicole Jansen. We are talking about how to flourish, how to 
thrive, how to reach your next level of greatness. Yes, even in the pandemic, even when your whole world has gone topsy-turvy. Nicole shared with us she had failed relationships. She had failing health and a failed business. So she knows she's been there. She's been there. She's been helping entrepreneurs, helping people to utilize everything that shows up in their life. You know the ending of this phrase. We say it so often on the show. Utilize everything that shows up in your life as a stepping stone to help you reach your next level of greatness. And so just before the break, we were talking about these, um, these, these beliefs, these strongholds, this mindset that if present inside of us can keep us stuck. It can keep us from... Per- from reaching the desired goal. We can we can be doing all the work. We can be doing we you know Nicole talked about you know you want to make sure that you got air. Whatever whatever your goal takes if it needs you to go get a certificate, needs you to go get another degree, needs you to buy a piece of property, you can do all of that stuff. You can do all the work, the external work, and it can look really really good on paper. Right? You know how we do that. We can look excellent on paper. But inside, the internal situation is really not together. You know how they say you're building your house on sand? So that internal situation, that's what we got to clear up. Because this is what I know. I know this, and you do too, if you really think about it, is that we have seen people who really don't seem to have that much going on. Like they really haven't laid that great of a foundation when you compare it to the foundation that you laid. But their mindset, their beliefs, are so, so targeted towards success that even without all the foundation that you put out and all the money that you put out and the planning and the strategies, even without that, they're soaring to the top because the secret ingredient is how they have fertilized their internal environment. So I'm super excited to talk about now, we're talking about pulling out the roots that do not serve us, how to change your mindset. So let's hear Nicole just walk us through. She's been she's been teaching today, guys. Teaching. Well, I I have to say I love what you said there about when you called it strongholds, because that's what it is. It holds us in place. And those strongholds, we get to release them. First of all, we've got to identify what they are. And then we can release them and transform them into something something else. And so, yes, we were talking about beliefs and how beliefs determine our mindset. Our mindset influences and impacts our actions and behaviors, which ultimately will determine the results that we, that we receive and that we, we achieve. And so the, because here's the thing is depending on our mindset, there are certain things that we could do, but we could do it with a, limited mindset, and it's going to be less effective. We can, uh, let's say I, I've taught salespeople, for example, business owners, entrepreneurs, right? And they, they, they can be in the same situation with the same set of tools and the same market and even the same, like the same type of business. And one believes in themselves and says, this is possible and is excited and on fire. And the other one is doubting themselves and saying, this will never work. I don't know if I should do this. Maybe I should go back to, you know, my old job or whatever it is that's their internal dialogue. And their results will be dramatically different. One is going to experience a breakthrough and one is going to experience 
and get stuck in a breakdown. And so there's a saying that I heard many years ago. I don't know who to attribute to. It's been so long. But the saying is, and, I, and it just gave new meaning as I was, I was thinking about it, is ignorance on fire is better than knowledge on ice. And I, I was thinking it. about, right? Ignorance. If you think about ignorance, now we're not talking about being uh, like insulting. It's just, it's just, if you just have that, that freshness, it's like beginner's luck, you know, you're just excited or you're just on fire. You're on fire. Even if you don't have the knowledge, even if you don't have the degrees, but you're on fire and believing and, and, um, and believing for it, for and trusting in yourself, and also trusting in the God, universe, whatever you want to call it, conspiring for your success, you'll have far greater success than someone that is highly intelligent, has all the degrees, but is on ice. So, so let's let's talk about the um, let's talk about the beliefs. So I said there's beliefs about yourself, about others, and the world around you. So. What are some beliefs that we have about ourselves? Well, here's an example. I was saying, you know, I was saying, you know, the person might be saying, I, I can't do this. I can't. Another one right now that's happening with COVID, with COVID, is that. And this, a lot of these, if you notice, are beliefs either come from this limiting place of lack and scarcity, or they come from this place of love and love and abundance. So it's kind of one or two places. And what I notice, what I know right now during this pandemic and economic shutdown and I'm getting some feedback I don't know if everyone else is what you're saying is so very important and I don't know maybe if you could if you have your headset that, on is that any is that any better is that any better yeah it's, it's coming and going just a little bit uh, let's try it one more time and I do want to go back to the these beliefs about yourself because that was powerful I heard it but it was a little it was a little scratchy you're talking, so okay. we can just go back okay. to that one. Sure. So your beliefs about yourself, you know, are things like I can't do this, can't do this. I'm not good enough. I need more education. And I need to prepare more. I need to learn more. I don't have enough information yet. Yeah. And it's it's about lack, and it is about about. Uh, I was starting to say about the scary about the scarcity. Your beliefs are either coming from a place of scarcity or they're coming and scarcity is lack and fear or coming from a place of love and abundance and expansiveness and faith and faith. And so, so, so when we look at those beliefs as I can't, I'm not, I'm not, usually it's that I'm not, I'm not in that conversation. I'm not competent enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not enough. I'm not educated enough, whatever that conversation is. And I want to stop and interject really quickly right there because I hear that a lot. I've heard that in myself in the past before I really got serious about working on myself. And, you know, and we're human. Sometimes, you know, triggers happen and you go back to this basic, oh, am I really who I, who I purport to be? And so what would you advise for people who are right there? They are consciously... They are consciously aware that they have a scarcity mindset. They are. They're like, I know that I approach everything with fear. I know I approach everything thinking that I am not enough. And this is something that I've heard someone say, 
before. Do you mean that you want me just to pretend like I think I am enough? Because I don't think I am enough. So how do you answer that person? How do you, what do you say, you know, here you are in this scarcity mindset and it's not true. I know that you serve an abundantly lavish God and that that source lives inside of you. But how, what is your method for getting people to connect to that and say, yes, no matter what my eyes are seeing, I am not going to embrace a scarcity mindset. So the first, the first thing is recognizing that, that it's not so much what we, we say is what the meaning that we make of it. So let's say I say, you know what, <laughs> I'm not educated. I don't have a degree. I actually personally do not have not have college or university degree. Okay. Degree. Okay. So you're right. I don't. I don't. So, you know, <laughs> the challenge isn't so much that I so much that that I don't have it. It's the meaning that I make about it. Make about it. And so it's recognizing that having a fear, so looking at it saying, okay, I have this fear-based, this scarcity mindset, mindset, or this okay. belief. So we're belief. we're losing we're losing you again. It's Hang really on. Jar, let, me, let me take jar. my earbuds. Let me, but yeah, let me get your earbuds on and see if that helps. Out. See if that helps. And, and, and while you're doing that, I just want to, because that was, that was powerful. It is the story you're telling yourself about it. No one's asking you to lie to yourself, right? You see, like, and I love that. Get in the situation you say, and I'm just going to use my own, my, my own, uh, I, I audition. You guys know that I act. And I auditioned one time for a musical. I neither sing nor dance. I'm a phenomenal actress, but I, and I said, when I read the, 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 what they were looking for, I said, well, yeah, not singer, not dancer. But what I convinced myself of is that that didn't really matter. I could act like I could sing and I could act like I could dance, right? That you were ultimately looking for an actor. And it's really, when you said that, that story popped in my head because it is the story that we tell ourselves about it. You know, oh, well, They've never hired anybody who looked like me, so they're going to be excited to work with me now, aren't they? <laughs> you know, so we just really got to change the story. We got to, we have complete control over that. So I want to stop there and hear your wisdom and uh, as you continue to tell us about our beliefs in changing from a scarcity to a love a state of mind. This is beautiful. Well, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Am yes. I more clear? I'm more okay. clear. What? Okay, awesome. It's a, yeah, it's clear, but then it goes in and out. We're, we're, we're going to take it as far as we can take it because this is such important information. Okay, and maybe I'll move around and see if there's a better transition because it because I am on my phone. I am on my phone. So, so um, yeah, this th- what you just described is a, described as a great example that we make this we make this meaning on this because I want of this then then it's that that's the part that's the power that's the story we make about it. Versus saying, you know what, I don't have this. Here's what I do have. So coming back to that denial, blaming, right? So the denial part is trying to pretend. And I think that's a lot. I think that's a lot of people in the world. I'm going to stop you right there again because it's it's jarbling up again, but I did hear it. So um, while you kind of move around again and see if you can get repositioned. But that denial part, right, being in that space of, and I'm paraphrasing when she can Nicole comes back up, we'll hear her words, the way she's saying it. But no one's asking you to get into a space of denying. What we are asking you to do 
is and imploring you to do because I know this will help in the hearing from her. She's coached for over 30 years and worked with entrepreneurs successfully over 30 years is that reframing that story, reframing it, accepting, you know, why eyes wide open, accepting where you are today. Yeah, this is this is this. This is this is the concrete truth. If it's if it is indeed the concrete truth. And this is what it means. You get to you get to frame it. You don't have to say what the world thinks it means or what the media has said it means or what your parents or what your you know spouse and significant other says it means. You get to say what it means to you. Now here is the point in a um that I find interesting is in hey I'm, you may, I'm back I don't know I seem to oh. have, have I'm not sure what's happening with my cell phone I've never had that before but apologize for it's, the interruptions yeah, and it's that's okay you're very clear so take it away okay so yes we were talking about our the story we tell ourselves so it's not so much what it's kind of like the saying and it's not what happens to you it's how you handle it the difference is in how you handle it is the story that you tell about it. And so if you tell yourself that because you don't have these things, then you're not going to be successful, that's that's the the part that becomes the limiting belief. That's the issue. And so it's so it's recognizing because I know who I am, I also know who I'm not. And there's a lot of things that I'm not in a sense of I uh I'm not a pilot. I'm not a university educated. I'm not you know, I don't have a college degree. I went to the School of Life Experience. That's where I got my degree. You know, and, and so I can say, yeah, that's who I am. Here's where I believe the, the enemy um, that or the, the negativity, if you want to call it that, depending on uh, how you look at it, is it tries to distort it. Or my, my fear, if you want to call it that, tries to, you know, begins to distort it is by making a meaning out of it and limiting it. So here's, here's how you... Here's how you transform that. First of all, you recognize and say, okay, what am I actually saying to myself? And you write that, those things down on a list. And let's say you take like the left side and you create a column and you, you write all of those things down. Then you look at each one of them and you do one of two things. You can either say, who do I say that I am? Or even better is, who does God say that I am? Or universe? Or who am I really? So you know what? Yes, I don't have a college education, but I have a I have a degree in in the school of life experience. That's where my experience comes from. I may be young and I'm new to this and I don't know a whole lot about this. But you know what? I know how to learn. I can figure this out. And so you take each one of those statements and you transform it. You turn it around into the positive. What how can you how can you take those same things and go yes and or that's actually not true? I'm going to transform it into something that is actually true. And that's how you actually create effective affirmations. The key is to, the key is to look at, um, like I said, the story and to start to pull those roots up. Because there are some stories that are not actually stories that you've, that you've, it's like roots. We're talking about roots. They're not the roots that you planted. Some of those roots, some of those little voices in your head are not actually you. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not serving you, and but they're not even you. Maybe there's somebody that said something to you. I remember somebody, um, one of my teachers, you know, who said that I was not a good writer. 
And she said, you'll never, you know, you'll never be a good writer, uh, but you'll, you'll be able to get by. And I remember owning that and realizing many years later, that was her opinion. That wasn't the truth. That was her opinion. And it was her filtering. She was, she was speaking through her own filter of the world. You know, the way that she sees the world and the way that she saw me, her filter. And so I got to look at that and say, you know what, that's what she says about me. But what do I say about me? And God, what do you say about me? Because you're the one who created me. What do you say about me? You know, and and maybe, you know what, maybe writing isn't my strong suit. But maybe communicating verbally is my strong suit. And saying, you know what? Yeah, it's not your it's not your specialty, but here's what you are great at. So again, coming back to this idea of scarcity versus abundance, a lot of times what we focus on is we focus on scarcity. And right now, what's happening in the world is a lot of people are focusing on scarcity. They're focusing on survival. They're focusing on what they don't have, what they're not able to do. And in doing that, what they're doing is they're they're actually missing. This is about adversity turning it into opportunity. They're missing all of the opportunities around them and within them because they're focusing on what is not, is the not, I'm not good enough. So I would encourage your listeners to start looking and saying, okay, so this is what is, coming back to that reality check of this is what it got it. I got this is going on. What is the gift in this? What is the opportunity in this? I have some of my clients, their entire business was eliminated because they had they do online events or online work, I'm sorry, live events and live workshops. And so doing it online, in some cases they were able to do that. In some cases they weren't able to make that transition. These, these types of workshops were very hands-on experiential. And so their entire business was eliminated. And so what they, you know, they had the option of looking at it and saying, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm going to lose my business. What am I, you know, I'm going to go back to having a job or whatever, lose everything. What's that going to mean? Versus looking at it and saying, how can I do, how can I look at this differently? What is the opportunity in this? How can I pivot and create something new? Uh, One of my clients was um, just starting a business and she was struggling with, um, you know, talking to people during this time because she didn't want to seem like she was opportunistic in the sense of uh, capitalizing on people's struggle and, and difficulty. And it, she she has a like a network marketing business, right? So she didn't want to be that kind of person who's like, oh, hey, you can, you know, do this instead. Well, when I shared with her and I said, but what you have is so valuable for people, the difference is how you're focusing on it. What are you, if you're coming from that place of being opportunistic in an unhealthy way or in a, in a um, manipulative way, then that's how you're going to show up. But if you look at it from a standpoint of here's, a, here, you know, here's an opportunity for me to help empower, encourage people that are struggling right now. That's a whole different way. That's coming from the difference of coming from scarcity and fear to come coming from love and abundance. Look, how can I be of service to you? How can I help you during this period of you know, uh, this, this period of time or this season? And in the process of that, if what I have to offer makes sense, then great. If not, let me help you regardless one way or the other. And so 
I know we got interrupted a few times and, and uh, hopefully this is not too disjointed for your, for your listeners, but I, I just, I think it's important that people recognize, and I know this was for me very important for me to recognize that what I focus on expanded. If I focused on what I'm not, if I focus on what I'm not good at or criti- cri- criticizing myself and critiquing myself in a negative way, all I saw was more of that. If I looked at all the things that had gone wrong, all the losses in my life, which I've had many, all I saw was more of that and it became front and center in my life. And I couldn't see anything else because it was so big in front of me. But when I started to look at it and saying, you know what, where's the gift, where's the opportunity in this? And in the process of doing that, this isn't about being Pollyanna. This is about being real, having a reality check and looking and saying, what are the gifts in this? What can I be grateful for? And, and in the process of doing that, I started to discover that there were these little gifts and miracles all around me. And the more I focused on them and the more I started to shift my beliefs to realize that, you know what, that's the kind of world that I live in. You know what? The, the, universe conspires for my success. That's a belief, right? God conspires oh, for my success. It that's is. When you start building those beliefs, that's where that's where the magic starts to happen. It is. And, and I, I don't want to interrupt because we're almost out of time, but I, I a couple of things I want to go back to and then I want our listeners to know how to connect with you because what you do, the work that you do is so real. It's so tangible, even though right now today we've spent this time, this valuable time talking about an intangible process that will produce tangible results. So know this, when you work with Nicole Jansen and you get this type of uh, attention to a part of our world, a part of our life that's with us forever, but oftentimes goes unnoticed and uncared for you really get the results that you're looking for. This process of being able to refocus, and this is, and I don't want to sound demeaning, and let me just talk to me, to Drayvon, this is adulting 101, right? You know, when we are a teenager and I happen to have two of them, um, they can have their focus all over the place. They can just really zone in on the problem. Why? Because there's a mother or a parent hovering around that's going to fix that focus for them. They'll let them have that tantrum or whatever they need to do. And then we're going to be able to bring them back into the fold and refocus them on the goal. And so, yes, this may be a horrible professor, but you're going to, you know, so we we can do that for them. In Adulting 101, we've got to have a coach and then put into practice on how to refocus in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a pandemic. Yes, there are things happening in this external world. That's right, it's happening. It's true, we are aware. Now we get a choice on how to focus. Yes, there are things that are happening inside of our bodies. We started off this conversation, Nicole talked about how she was physically not doing well. You can't separate from that. That's gonna carry with you day night all through your afternoon if you're physically not in good health however to some degree we still have to shift our focus to find gratitude in the midst of all this chaos and unwanted things that are going on that is really and i'm going to use the word because i love this word that that's the magic that's where the magic is 
it's in our focus. But it's not magic in the sense that it's, you know, wave a wand or twinkle your nose from Bewitched in those shows back then. It's magic in the sense that with practice, with deliberate focus, with deliberate gratitude, we can have outstanding and amazing results. So with that, I want, Nicole, if you could tell our listening audience how they can connect with you, what are some projects you're working on now, and all of that tremendously powerful information. Oh, thank you, Dr. Drayvon. I appreciate the time here and, and uh, getting to talk, talk about this topic. I love it. Um, yeah, I created a designated page for your listeners so they can go to discovertheedge.com forward slash everyday peace and there are some free resources there they don't need to enter an email or anything they can just download them directly there Uh, if they would like to schedule a discovery call with me it's 30 minutes and we just a lot of the time is actually me just listening and having them share what's going on so that I can help support them and where whatever they need Um, and so if anyone is looking for that there's a link there where they can they can uh, reach out to me and schedule a time. Also, my podcast, which is Leaders of Transformation, uh, it's on all the different platforms. And uh, we've, I've interviewed, interviewed you. Of course, you've been a guest on the show. is wonderful. And uh, we've got about 340 other uh, guests that I've interviewed over the years, and it's, it's an amazing tool. But, um, yeah, you know, you talk about the, the magic of this. It really is. When I looked around and I saw that there was, I would say, like, loss, 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 loss. And when I changed the filter and I started to look, put new set of glasses on, and I started to look around me, and I was in awe of all of the blessings in the midst of all of that. It was just incredible. And I was like, oh, my goodness. How did I not right. see that until now? And so right. we're going we're going diving for diamonds and it's inside of you. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. We'll talk next week. A huge thank you to our wonderful guest, Nicole Jansen. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth, and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.